Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Wednesday, September 23rd. S&P futures are rallying about 16 points. That is about 50 basis points. NASDAQ futures are up a similar percent, up about 50 points. That is about 45 basis points. Europe is enjoying a relatively large rally, up about 1.5 to 1.8%. Keep in mind, Europe is still down about 1.7% week to date. There is a relatively healthy pro-cyclical bias in Europe. So banks are up more than 2%. Remember, banks have been crushed this week. Um, Eurozone banks are still down 4%, even after rallying 2% this morning. So just keep everything in perspective. Uh, Autos are very strong in Europe as well. And you are seeing epicenter stocks. So a lot of your travel, leisure, and aerospace names that are very sensitive to COVID are doing very well in Europe also. Uh, Asia was a little bit more mixed overnight. So there's really no major macro developments overnight. You know, just kind of running through the major uh, categories of news. So, U.S. fiscal stimulus, where it's still the same story. Uh, it looks extraordinarily unlikely you'll get anything before the election. More probable you'll get something after the election. I know the airlines have been very aggressive in the last forty-eight hours in lobbying for some type of relief ahead of this, um, the September thirty-first moratorium on airline layoffs. After that date, airlines will be able to lay off for long more employees. Uh, per a condition of the CARES Act, they're asking for additional assistance to extend that deadline. Um, I see. I find it very difficult to imagine that Congress will pass a standalone bill addressing just airlines right now. So um, unless the White House can figure out how to repurpose some type of fiscal um, aid that's already been authorized, uh, it looks like airlines will kind of have to deal with um, you know the environment for the time being and then hope for additional assistance later in the year. Um, on the shutdown, the the Democrats and Republicans agreed on a short-term budget overnight. The House passed it. The Senate will pass it in the coming days. That was widely expected. There really was no shutdown risk in the month of September. Remember, the formal budget expires on the 31st. So this short-term budget will fund the government until December 11th. So there's no near-term shutdown risk. But I do think that investors should probably be planning for a shutdown or at least um, elevated shutdown risk later in the year. Um, that December 11th date is going to be a lot more acrimonious than this September 31st date was. Neither party had any interest in having a shutdown or a big budget battle before the election, but that will change after the election. So um, there are a huge number of events that are piling up um, at the end of this year. I have a big list of them in the piece today. Um, this budget is just one of them. There are there are a couple of others. On the political front, again, still the same uh, in terms of poll figures. No major polls out in the last 24 hours. Biden is still up high single digits. National, he's still up about four points in the battlegrounds. Um, the big debate is just around the corner, Tuesday the 29th. Um, like I suggested, I think this will be a crucial event for the election. Um, and that is kind of everything in terms of political. On the monetary policy front, again, very, very um, unchanged versus yesterday as well. So Powell was on Capitol Hill yesterday. He's on Capitol Hill again today. He'll be on Capitol Hill again tomorrow. Um, a very consistent message that you're hearing from Powell, also from Mnuchin. Mnuchin will be back on Capitol Hill tomorrow. Um, the Fed is very much on hold as far as you know, monetary policy is concerned. You know, ZERP has been guaranteed for years to come. Um, you know, there still is some uncertainty around quantitative easing. They're buying 120 billion a month. Um, you know, markets have hoped to hear more clarity just in terms of how long that will continue for, if that number can be ramped up, if the number is going to be ramped down, et cetera. But for the time being, I think the Fed, as far as monetary policy can, is concerned, is kind of just sitting back and watching. There is, um, you know, some some administrative decisions that the Fed has to make. 
um, specifically these liquidity facilities that were unveiled during the heart of the pandemic, funded by the Treasury's Exchange Stabilization Fund. I wrote about this yesterday, and it's in the piece this morning. Um, you know, more technical, there are some uh, expirations that are coming up later in the year. There's a lot of unused money in that exchange stabilization fund that probably will not be utilized by those uh, liquidity facilities. So that does create a lot of, um, you know, a huge pool of stimulus that could be repurposed by the White House without Congress having to pass any additional money. So it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds over the coming weeks. Um, on COVID, a, a bunch of interesting developments. So, you know, the case figures in Europe uh, remain negative. The case numbers in the U.S. also are turning negative again. So remember, the U.S. had a huge surge in July and August that abated in, in um, I'm sorry, huge surge in June and July that abated in August and then early September. You are seeing cases in the U.S. now tick higher again. And then in Europe, obviously, they've been ticking higher now for several weeks. I think stocks are most sensitive to lockdown, though. So you know, back in March and April, obviously, a surge in cases correlated with um, very draconian lockdown restrictions by politicians in Europe and the US. I think this time around, though, you're clearly seeing politicians have have shifted their philosophy as far as how they're going to approach this. They're being much more surgical. They're targeting the high-risk activities, bars, restaurants in particular. They are not going to impose entire wholesale lockdowns, at least at this point in time. Um, you saw in the UK, I think, uh, you know, the UK was a relief, I think, for investors where, again, restaurants and bars were targeted and then they encouraged people who could work from home to continue working from home. They were not issuing any mandates, though. Um, and I think that is comforting to markets. So markets are very sensitive to lockdown. They're not necessarily as sensitive to um, the case figures. There was a, a very interesting article on Reuters, which I have a link to in the piece today, just talking about rapid tests. I know the market has been very focused on vaccines um, justifiably, but rapid tests are probably going to be much more important than vaccines, at least for the next eight to 10 months. Um, to the extent you can aggressively roll out these 15-minute tests, um, you know that could really be a game changer for a lot of the epicenter industries, specifically airlines. So um, Lufthansa, yesterday, um, there were reports that it is going to be partnering with Roche to roll out these 15-minute tests as soon as October. So you'll go to the airport, you'll take a test, and then Lufthansa will uh, either allow you on or, or not allow you on, depending on the outcome of that test. Um, so that would obviously be, I think, a huge boost to confidence um, in terms of people being able to kind of resume some of their um, you know, leisure or travel activities. So I think rapid tests, um, you know, again, as, as far as moving the needle on economic activity, I think rapid tests will be much more important than vaccines. But you know, you, we are also possibly just 30 days away from hearing um, you know, some of the preliminary phase three data numbers that will come out for some of these trials. And most people assume Pfizer is going to be the first one to have insight into whether or not its vaccine is safe and effective. Um, you did see an article yesterday talking about how the FDA will have more stringent rules for granting um, emergency use authorizations for vaccines. I don't think that's necessarily a big deal. I don't think the market assumed you'll get an EUA, um, you know, by October, even November. It's more just kind of getting insight into these trials. And that should still happen, at least for some of the candidates before the election. Although this AstraZeneca Oxford trial is still paused in the US. And so there's, you know, a lot of kind of uncertainty as to why it's still paused, why US regulators are more concerned than um, international regulators. You know, the trial has resumed in the UK. So there is, you know, we are waiting for some clarity on that. I, you know, again, it hasn't been a huge issue, but if that AstraZeneca trial does stay paused or U.S. regulators kind of come out and, and provide more insight as to why they are having it on pause, um, you know, that will be interesting to watch unfold. 
Uh, Company-specific news, Nike's obviously the big standout, so very strong um, August end quarter last night. Um, I have all the details in the piece today. They also increased guidance. You had uh, a lot more, uh, a couple more positive data points in the home builder space. Um, and then you got more SPAC activity as well. So there's uh, the journal talking about another big SPAC deal this morning, uh, United Wholesale Mortgage, which is the largest wholesale mortgage originator in the country, about 200 billion of originations forecast for this year will merge with a SPAC according to the journal. Um, on the economic data front, you had your zone flash PMIs are probably the main number this morning. Strong on manufacturing, but softer on services. Services are definitely much more sensitive to COVID case numbers. Um, and obviously, Europe has been grappling with um, a spike in cases in September. So um, that probably explains the services softness. The US flash PMIs will be out at 945 this morning. Um, other catalysts for today, again, Powell will be on Capitol Hill. I don't, I don't think it will be any different from what he said yesterday or what he said last week. There will be a COVID hearing in the Senate. Um, I don't anticipate that, you know, having any, any major, um, impact on markets. Tech regulations, I think will be very much in focus. So Trump is holding two meetings or there will be two meetings today in the White House. One of them will be about removing this liability shield for social media firms. I don't think that's as important as, um, the DOJ is kind of moving forward with this big Google antitrust lawsuit. So it looks like the the lawsuit will be launched. It could be launched um, any day now, most likely before the end of this month. It will be more narrow, I think, than um, in- initially envisioned. So it will be focused just on search, not on display. Although you could see certain state AGs break off and announce their own broader lawsuits focused on both search and display. So tech antitrust um, lawsuits will be in focus today. And then just the Tesla battery day overnight. Um, underwhelmed expectations. That stock ended the after, night, after hour session last night down about 7%. Um, you know, enough, you know, must kind of warn that a lot of what he would be talking about were kind of years out in the future. And that was essentially what uh, the case. And so that was underwhelming versus expectations. And that is essentially everything for today. Thank you for listening.